Hello, everyone, and welcome in to the Youth Hoops Pod presented by Pro Skills Basketball. Today, you are listening to a conversation between PSB co-founder Brendan Winters and PSB Elite Director Sim Frazier. Brendan and Sim discuss all things Team Curry as their season has come to a finish, as well as they take a deep dive into what are the updates with the NCAA recruiting world. We hope you enjoy this conversation. Please feel free to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms at ProSkillsBasketball on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, and at ProSkillsBball on Twitter. Without any further ado, let's hop into the conversation. All right, Sim, welcome back to the Youth Hoops pod. Uh, we want to talk about recruiting and kind of a general update um, as to where we're at in that world, but also talk about uh, you recently just finished up the season with Team Curry boys uh, over the last, I don't know, three, four months or however long it was. So uh, so let's just start there, I guess. How, to, how did the first season ever of Team Curry go? Um, it was uh, – I think it ended up great, I think, um, all things considered, you know, dealing with COVID and, and a lot of the uncertainty that went around that. Would we be able to get on the floor? Um, I think all in all, it was like we couldn't have asked for a better outcome as far as um, the, you know, the scholarships kids earned, the attention that they got, and ultimately the wins that we got on the floor. So no, I was excited, you know, on all fronts. Um, and, you know, really proud of the way uh, our coaches and parents and players kind of, you know, banded together to make this thing happen. So it was great. Yeah, when did you guys start? It was like around mid-June, wasn't it? Uh, the last weekend in June is when we first played uh, games. So we, we start practicing about mid-June, uh, just trying to get together. Yep. Mid-June, and then you just finished up, uh, was it two weekends ago, I guess? Yeah, so mid, mid-September. Um, and then we, you know, we didn't run, play every weekend. Obviously, we had some, some um, weekends that we played, and then, you know, off weekends. And then we had, you know, the reality of COVID scares and things like that, the way we had to, you know, quarantine the team and things like that. So um, I think we, we ended up, I know each, I know the 17U team played uh, 27 games in that, in that time span. The 16s played 29 and the 15s played 24. So, uh, you know, all in all of those about what, um, probably 10 weeks. <clears throat> yeah, that, that's a good amount of games. Um, and, and most of those were live streamed. How do you think the live stream worked out for you guys? Uh, it was, you know, mixed reviews. So, right. It, it really depended on the quality of the, tr- the live stream. So some, some were better than others. Um, and then depending on the type of player you are, right. So, for our bigger kids <laughs> um, and, and for some of our guards too, there was always a question, well, how tall is that kid really? I can't really tell on the live yeah, stream. Hard to tell. And, um, and that kind of thing. So, um, but some kids really cashed in and helped themselves and their recruitment and things like that. And there was other kids that, um, you know, if a coach really saw them at, sitting on the sideline, then, then they would have a dip, you know, a, a different kind of um, feeling about a kid. So, Right. right. Well, let's 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 talk for a second about each team. So the 15U had a, had a well, all three teams had a really good season. 15U 
um, went 21 and three, and uh, two of those losses were to 16U groups, correct? And and only yep. one loss to another 15U group. Right. Um, four wins against shoe circuit teams, and uh, so so who were some of the standouts on that team? Yeah, they had a really good group, man. Um, so. You know, London Johnson was uh, was a kid that um, joined that group and um, really high level guard. Uh, he snagged offers from Georgia Tech in Georgia. Um, he's actually living in Georgia, Charlotte kid, but living in Georgia now. Um, and so he he really jumped on, burst on the scene with, with some good play. Um, but uh, there's also good players like Bryce Cash, um, uh, Wesley Tubbs. Um, that really, uh, really solidified themselves this summer. Really helped, like that team. Uh, they, they can, they made subs and they didn't really miss a beat. Um, they just really played together as a good unit. And like I, like you said, they, they had only lost to two 16 new teams just because they were playing so well on their age group. We just had to play them up. Um, they had, they hadn't lost, and I was like, man, we got to play them up, get them some better competition. So uh, they lost a couple close ones, but now that. Really good team. Excited about the future for those guys for sure. Yeah, and 16U they went uh, 23 and six, had nine wins against other shoe circuit teams. But uh, maybe talk about a couple of the standouts from them. Yeah, so they actually have a 2023 kid playing up that, um, so he technically could play 15s. Uh, Caleb Foster, um, and he'd been with the program. Um, since before Curry, he was a PSB kid that came up, up through the ranks with us. Um, he kind of burst on the scene as well, snagged offers from Clemson, Virginia Techs, um, Wake Forest, and things like that. And so, really good player. Um, they've got, you know, another kid, Elijah Gray, that played really well, snagged a few offers. Um, um, and so, they had a good group, similar to the 15s. They just all play together. Um they really played well, bought into what we were trying to do. And so they were able to beat a ton of, ton of teams for sure. Yeah. I'm also excited about, uh, about Ify on that team. And uh, yeah. Ify is a, uh, is a Nigerian player who came over um, from <clears throat> courtesy of Access to Success, a great nonprofit that one of my former Davidson teammates uh, started. And uh, Ify hopefully will follow in the footsteps of a guy like Justice Ajagbor, who went to Harvard uh, to play mm -hmm. basketball um, and, and played for pro skills. So uh, he's very raw, but we'll see what happens there. I'm excited to watch his growth. Um, on the 17U side, record 23-3, and three, six wins against shoe circuit teams. Um, what other, um, I, I, I guess, stats can, can you pull out of the, out of the yeah. bag on them? Yeah, no, so obviously that's my baby. That's the team that, that I coach. Um, yep. Super, super excited about that crew. Um, you know, we had 11 2021 kids on that team. Every one of them um, carries Division One offers. Uh, we got a couple kids already committed. So we had um, Angelo Brzee committed to Villanova. A.J. Allen Spots committed to Army. Uh, Raekwon Horton going to College of Charleston, and then most recently Ian Shefflin committed to uh, Clemson. Um, so you have those guys off the board. And then, you know, the, the thing that was most exciting to see with this group was there were kids that hadn't um, 
none none of the kids that come came to our team had high major stuff previously. They weren't like these highly rated, highly regarded kids. Um, you know, somebody came up to me and told me, "Hey, when you guys put out your roster, nobody was really that impressed or that you know nervous about you guys." And then now, you know, you guys really did a lot of things. So that was exciting to see. Um, Jonas Adu right now, he's probably one of the hottest recruits in the country. Um, he walked into this, walked into the team, um, had two offers, App State and and, and High Point. Uh, now he's regarded as a top 80 player in the country, top 15 center in the country. He's got the likes of your know, Marquettes, Pittsburghs, South Carolina, Rutgers, um, NC State. Um, so he, he's is um, trajectory is high. He, he played his way. He was one of those kids that benefited from the live streams, right? Mm-hmm. Played, playing at a high level, got people get to see his, his skill set, and at seven foot, be able to shoot threes, block shots, make free throws, <laughs> make free throws, <laughs> and dunk the ball. It's just like there's not a lot of those guys out there. So he's, um, I'm really happy for him to see his progress too. Yeah. What do you um, do? You think the Blue Bloods are are are, are going to come in, or are they have they already come in? The Carolinas, the Dukes, the Kentuckys. Uh, there's some, there's some feelers, like people are sniffing around. Some of those, some of those schools are asking questions now. Um, and so, but, but, so he's a kid, literally, like I tell people, I mean, he, you know, in February, there was no, there was no shot. He was, he didn't think about a blue blood. So he's not a kid that that's what he needs or that's what he necessarily wants. Um, he's just kind of taking it all in stride. He's a really good kid, level-headed, good, good good family and support system around him. So um, mm-hmm. I think the Blue Bloods come, that'd be awesome. If they don't, I think he'll still be in a really good situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Well, let's, um, yeah, so, man, first of all, you know, shout out to you. Um, this was not an easy, easy situation at all. Uh, it, it wasn't going to be easy in a normal situation because this was the first year of Team Curry. Honestly, we got we got kind of approved for it late or we, we were kind of behind the eight ball from the beginning. So in a normal situation, it was uh, going to be difficult. And then COVID came, made it even more difficult. We were wondering if we were going to able to, to even be able to get it up and running. But you and your coaching staff did that. You guys got uh, some really talented players in, some really good guys too. Uh, great coaching staff. You guys all coached them up, played in good tournaments, got the kids exposure, got the kids better. A lot of them came out. They, they, they all came out better players. They all um, got exposure. Many of them got offers or, or at least new interest from schools. So uh, congrats on that, man. And, and yeah, man. just appreciate it. To say we, we appreciate that. Pro Skills appreciates that. Um, so let's move on and, and talk about just recruiting um, in general, um, D1, D2, D3, but um, kind of, yeah, just NCA recruiting. So obviously there was no live periods this summer. We were wondering if they were going to happen. They were always kind of up in the air. They ended up not happening. They're just not going to happen at all for this year. Uh, that that seems pretty clear at this point. But uh, yeah, I guess just from an overall perspective um, on summer ball over the past two three months, um, you know what's going on with with recruiting and the NCA and all that. Yeah. So like you said, they. They shelved um, as far as Division ones can, cannot be out um, seeing players in person until 2021. 
uh, January 1st is kind of the tentative date they put out there. Right now, Division twos and threes can go see guys. Um, so we actually saw some of that in our last event. We, you know, uh, last event, there were probably maybe 15 Division two schools in, in the gyms seeing different guys. So, so that's a positive. Um, so the Division one guys are kind of sit, have to sit on their hands a little bit and um, continue to kind of watch this live stream thing. It's tough, though, just because a lot of these guys and, and you know, like people want to put their eyes on a player. And so you might recruit a kid and he, he's listed at 6'7", and he gets off the plane, he's 6'4". That's an issue. Um, and so I, I can understand where some of these coaches are kind of hesitant, and so we're seeing some of that too. Uh, I think the, the high-level schools, um, like the schools are kind of mentioned, the ACC, SEC schools, they're kind of pulling the trigger sooner than some of the maybe colonial Big South, SOCON, um, just because they're um, – they're just like, I'm just not sure. I got to see a kid. We got to really, really love him. Um, and, you know, there were a lot of, un there was a lot of uncertainty with, would there even be a season, right? And so if there wasn't a season, then, or isn't a season, then there's those seniors leave. Do, do you have scholarships available? Um, all those kind of questions arise. So um, it has been a little touch and go, just the whole situation. I kind of really feel for 2021 class, um, you know, Looking at that, it's just a tough spot. You know, we talked about in a previous podcast before, like the 2020 class got screwed because they cut down the live period days. So now we got this, <laughs> and these guys 2021 get no live period days. So it's kind of um, it's kind of a wild wild deal. Yeah, and and I actually I think we have a good example of that on Team Curry. Uh, your point guard Jamari Thomas, man, I watched him a few times, and every time I saw him, I was just super impressed with him. There's no doubt in my mind he is a mid-major guard, um, mm -hmm. you know. But he and 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 he did pick up a, a couple offers, but like, man, if this had been a normal year with in-person live period events like i that he would have 20 plus mid-major uh yeah. mid-major low major offers um and no like really good schools so i mean you know i think maybe talk about him for a second and and then kind of yeah yeah he's so he's a, he's one like we talked about jonas benefiting from the live live streams and then flip the coin um jamari probably hasn't benefited as much right just because He's a smaller guard, under six foot. So you're already like, uh, you know, I don't know if we want to do a smaller guard. And then, uh, but for us, man, we don't we don't win 20 plus games without Jamari Thomas, period. Mm -hmm. uh, the higher level games that we played, he was a gamer, like he wants to compete. Uh, so he played super hard and he made us go. Like he's going to defend, he's going to share the ball, find guys. Um, and if you're sitting there, like you said, like if you're sitting there watching that kid, you're like, wow. Um, it's tougher in the live stream thing. Like you're far away. You, you're not seeing as much. Kind of you can hone in on a mistake. You can rewind a mistake. Um, <laughs> kind of nitpick a guy. But he's a kid, man. I think anywhere he goes, he's just going to be a competitor day one in practice and is going to help your team. So, Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, and, and, and like – you said he was a smaller guy. I just even want to clarify. He's shorter, but man, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. long. Like, like, like that, yeah. the guy. The guy's a pit bull and just <laughs> the hell out of people. And I mean, he's athletic and like gets up and dunks the ball, even though he's shorter, I guess. But 
I actually kind of wonder now, I, I, I hadn't thought about this before, but just with the live streams, like we had a very, very tall team. I mean, you had Jonas, who was seven yeah. feet. You had Khalil, who was six, nine. You had, you know, guys like Ian, some of these other big guys. I wonder if Jonathan like, Curtis, sixteen. Yeah, Jonathan yeah. Curtis. Like, <laughs> you know, like we had some some big boys on that team. So I wonder if coaches were watching these live streams, thinking like Jamari was smaller than he actually is, and like because yeah. they just didn't realize that, like, oh yeah, Jonas is seven feet, Khalil six nine, and um, yeah, yep. like you said, Jonathan six ten or eleven or whatever he is. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so in yeah. person that would have been very clear. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, well, so what do you think moving forward, you know, for for kids that played the last two or three months, maybe don't have the recruitment that they want, um, you know, moving forward, what are you what are you seeing from the NCAA or like what's going to happen or, or, you know, what do you recommend these kids do um, to help themselves out over the next six to eight months? Well, it'll depend like. Um, again, I, I would tell people, employ people to continue to work on your game. And then if you're in a situation where you can play, um, I'd get out there and play, get as much film and footage as you can, because this is their new reality. Right? It's all about the film. It's all about the film and the footage and the full games and all that kind of stuff. The highlights are cool, um, but if you can put, to, put together full games and, and to send folks, that helps you out. Um, and that's it's really all you can do right now outside of, and again, like I said, division two, division three guys, they can get out in person. So I would, I would leverage those relationships. And if you're a division two guy or you have aspirations of playing at division three, et cetera, um, you know, I'd, I'd email those coaches and get them to, you know, come out to a, a workout or a game or whatever have you to see you in person. As far as division one guys, um, there's a little bit of a waiting game. Um, a lot of guys are, committing sight unseen to these campuses just by a zoom call, et cetera. Um, but you know, I would, I would have, if I'm you, I would talk to your AAU coach, talk to your high school coach and, and, and get sound advice, whether waiting is makes the most sense for you or pulling the trigger early, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, yeah. we, the hope is 2021, you have some things open up and then guys in the gym and get to see a Jamari Thomas in person or get to see a, uh, different kid in person and, and 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 changes where the kid ends up. Right. So I saw I saw a few tweets the other day, and and uh, maybe you can confirm if if this is in fact the case. And it was something like, okay, so Division One, it's safe enough to for them to play, but not safe enough for them to go recruit. <laughs> but Division Two yeah. and Division Three, it's not safe enough for them to play, but it's safe enough for them to go out and recruit. It, it, is that is that actually how it is right now? It's just kind of on the Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three level. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so the D one exactly. thing is spot on. Like you, you gotta tell these guys, hey, you can get in. The, you guys can start playing November twenty fifth. I think is when they're allowed to play the first game. But you can't go on the road and see it recruiting. I just don't understand the logic behind that. Um, either way, there's risk involved. Um, you got team because some teams are trying to form bubbles, and some people are just gonna play home and away games like normal and just have limited and no fans. So it's like, I just don't get it. Division two is a little bit different. It's, um, they're able to play, I believe they're able to play in November as well. It's up to the discretion of the conference as far as what they want to do. So there had been conferences that come out early on and just said, hey, we're not playing until 
January 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there are conferences like like uh, like the SAC, which which has local teams in our our area, like Queens, Belmont Abbey, Anderson. They decided they're going to have a normal, pretty pretty normal season uh, starting in November. So, um, and they've been able to be out and recruiting for about almost a month now. So, um, D two and D D one a little bit different, and and then obviously you D three is just canceling the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, D three a lot of D three. Yeah, it's just the discretion of the the conferences. They're just like, hey, we just don't want to play. But then you're going to have some some conferences that'll say we're rolling. Mm-hmm. Play. So, um, I don't know, you'll, especially on the – it's going to be interesting, D2 and D3, where these com- these conferences have opted not to play, and then you're going to pack probably 20 games into a month or two. That's going to be really interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, yeah interesting. So, big takeaway is for players out there, there's still obviously a lot of unknowns. A lot of it is going to come down to the NCAA and what what kind of rules or regulations they may or may not put in um, in, in, in terms of allowing at least Division One coaches to get out and recruit. Um, mm-hmm. So film is key, getting as much film as possible and then being proactive with that film and reaching out to college coaches, sending them the film. Um, and, and just really, I mean, I guess taking your recruitment online and, and, and kind of virtual for now. Um, yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, good stuff, man. I appreciate you coming back on. Thank you for updating us on the Team Curry season. And, uh, again, thanks for all you you, you did there. And, uh, yeah, and, and appreciate you giving us all an update on uh, on just NCAA basketball recruiting in general. So appreciate it. Oh, no, man, I appreciate you. All right. Well, have a good one, Sam, and and we'll have you back on again soon. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's conversation. Please, again, feel free to reach out to us at ProSkillsBasketball on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn, or at ProSkillsBball on Twitter. Also, be sure to go check out our free-to-download basketball training app in the App Store and Google Play. That is PSB Plus Basketball Training. We really hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you back here soon for another conversation. (laughs) 